0: Welcome to the Creators Our Brands podcast, the show that discovers how storytellers and solo creators are building audiences and businesses online. This show is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. And I am your host, Tom Boyd. I am someone that just geeks out about the creator economy. I am a creative type person myself. I work as a content creator and a strategist, and I am building my own brands online. And it's like a fun hobby for me. I really enjoy the process. You know, some people go kayaking on the weekends. I like to make content, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. So whether this is a full-time job that you're trying to figure out, uh, how to be a creator full-time, or you want to be a part-time creator, like this, this show is for you. And usually in these shows, what I do is I sit down with successful creators, people that have already built brands, uh, people that have insights and knowledge that I want to understand. And I want to capture their knowledge and information through a conversation. So you can also learn from it as well. But this episode, this specific one is a bit different. In this episode, we're doing a solo show. It's just me. And what I'm going to do is we're still going to highlight one of my favorite creators. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down my fa- my five favorite tweets from Jack Butcher. Uh, Jack Butcher and specifically his account, Visualize Value. And w- this account, I'm going to try to explain it without butchering it. <laughs> it's it's uh, essentially graphic representations of timeless ideas for digital creators. He does a very good job at succinctly showing an idea in a way that is like a clear before and after there's a, they, even though it's just a static image, he does a great job at telling a simple story in a way that teaches a framework or an idea or just a way of thinking that you can apply to your digital creator brand. And I, I'm a, obviously a big fan of Jack Butcher and the content he creates. I'm actually going through his course again for the second time. It's called Build Once, Sell Twice. And what I'm going to do is so you can follow along with these tweets that I'm going through. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link in the description and I have a whole resource of my favorite resources for creators. So if you want to click that, you can get on that email list in the first email. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put these five tweets at the top so you can see them right away and it'll connect to this episode. And if you're already on the email list, I will email these out to you. So when this episode comes out, check your email list from bonus footage and you'll be able to go through these tweets at the same time that I'm I'm highlighting them. So let's get into it. So what I did was I went to his top 10 tweets, and then I'm picking my favorite to highlight, explain, and then provide a quick takeaway for what that means for you and me as a creator. The first one, I'm going to do my best at this, all right? So because it's an it's a image. So I'm going to explain the image. <laughs> uh, so the tweet, the word says iterate. Just one word, iterate. And the accompanying image is... And all, all his graphics are black and white. So they're super simple, succinct, and straightforward. And uh, so th- there's three words on the left side. The perfectionist, or three phrases. The perfectionist, and then underneath it says the iterator, and then underneath it says the procrastinator. So that's part one of the story. Part two is next to the perfectionist, there's an arrow, and it's a short arrow. The iterator... There's a long, windy, up-and-down, squiggly arrow. And then eventually, towards the end of it, it starts getting momentum and it starts going up. And the third one, the procrastinator, has no line. (laughs) It says nothing. So the perfectionist, short, succinct, straight, perfect, dialed in, iterator, messy, up-and-down, practicing, following curiosity, Following new experiences, testing, iterating until eventually you're able to connect the dots in a way that you're applying your specific knowledge about something in a way that is actually connecting with an audience. And it's showing just the process of testing. Of, of, of how successful creators the, their trajectory for su- success actually looks like the perfectionist they might try one or two projects but they're they're so locked in on needing to appear a certain way that they never test and they, they never actually see what the world wants or what they really really want to create so the iterator is constantly testing and trying until eventually they're they're on their way up and and they They've found product or creator market fit. They can then find repeatable processes that connect with their audience. And the procrastinator just doesn't even get started. The procrastinator keeps making excuses for the resources, for all of the stuff that we make up in our heads, the limiting beliefs. But eventually, if you really want to find uh, success as a digital creator, the iterator is the route to go. The iterator, you know, you find a way to be, if you're a procrastinator, start with 30 days. Find a cadence that is exciting to you. It could be one video a week. It could be one tweet a week. It could be something. Create a, a, a mini goal that you get momentum from and then build off of that. And then you'll start to see that squiggly line working your favor. Whether it's ups and down, you're learning, there's no traction, and then all of a sudden, you get that momentum, you get that creator market fit. The second tweet. It says, distraction, comma, focus. Distraction, comma, focus. On the left side of the image, there's a white squiggly, like, wave-looking line, right? So it's it, 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 it starts to peak, and then it drops. It starts to peak, and it starts to drop. It almost looks like it's like a it, it, rocky waves out on the ocean. It gets a little bit of momentum, drops. A little bit of momentum, drops that's the distraction side of the image. The right side is the focus side of the image and it's one clean curved line that is starts and it's like kind of looks like the quarter a quarter of like a, a the right hand right lower quarter of a of a circle. The comparison here is the it looks like little rocky waves versus one big tsunami. One big wave, one big focused force of energy on the left side we have little rocky waves that are just, uh, you know, it's because we're checking our cell phone. It's because we don't um, believe in the project and we get sidetracked and we have a new, better idea and we want to follow that one. That, that's something that I come back to a lot. Sometimes new ideas are the biggest distractions because it, as soon as we start to get momentum on one, we have this. We don't want to see it through to actually see if it's going to be successful because then we'd be judged for that creative project. So we have a new idea that's, that's better and we start focusing on that one but the focus side is is the trajectory is over time it's it's one clear scaling upward towards actual traction where the distractions come in Uh, And and that comes to protecting your time, learning to say no. I actually, we talked, I talked with Ksenia Brief about that in my previous episode about the power of no and saying yes to things that truly light you up and uh, how the beginning of your career, you can get a lot of opportunities and, and and that. part of your career, it kind of makes sense to say yes to a lot of things because you're learning your creator market fit. Uh, whether you, you're learning as you're working with clients, as you're putting out your own content, you're in a, a period where you got to say yes to a bunch of things. But once you start getting traction, then if you don't say no, you'll just be overwhelmed with a bunch of projects that you can't fully commit to. And then you're half delivering to a bunch of stuff, not even doing a good job. And uh, then that that's when you're serving your clients and you're serving you if you learn how to say no and create clear boundaries now we go to the third one the tweet the words say thought comma spoken comma heard thought spoken heard and then the image black and white image again the circles are white there's three circles in the middle the circle on the left is a full circle the the outside rim part of the circle is is full, <laughs> right? It, I hope I'm explaining these well. <laughs> it's a it's a circle. It's a straight up circle with black in the middle, right? And then the second one is the outer rim of the circle. There's a couple, uh, there's a couple gaps in the circle, so it's not fully around, but you can still clearly see the image of the circle. And then the third one is it's very sparse in between where the, the, uh, where the actual lines of the circle are. So thought is a full cohesive thought. Like that's the circle. It's full around. It's clear. You can see it. Uh, it's very, um, very, very is not a great way to describe things. It's, um, it's an absolute circle, a sound circle, no issues about it whatsoever. The second one, spoken so that's taking the idea and trying to communicate it and then there's some gaps there's some there's some missing things that are connected in the communication of that thought and then heard the actual way that people are, are they're perceiving the information that you're communicating there's even more gaps in between and it's a great representation of how one things can be miscommunicated uh to how challenging it is to actually teach something and share something and tell stories online, it, the the thought, the clear, the information is obvious in your brain, but by the time someone receives it through their perspectives, their lens of life, uh, it's the idea looks a lot different, and it's not on them. It's on uh, It's the responsibility of us as communicators, as teachers, as creators, to to retain that image of the circle as much as possible when we uh communicate an idea so it can be downloaded by someone else's brain and that's just something to keep in mind that is like it's like a as you share your ideas how can we improve like this like even me doing this episode right now this is me practicing that like i want to get better at doing that i want to get better at highlighting ideas in a way that is it's very i use the word very again See, see, that's it. We're improving. It, I want to get better at communicating ideas in a way that is easy to retain and apply for the listener. Because if it's not easy to retain and apply, then I might as well have not said it. <laughs> so it's all in the communication, in how you present. Your messaging online and uh, how your your brand appears to the world, the words you use to describe what it is that you do when you're talking to people, the the stories you tell, the the communication with with your partner, right? Like all of that is the words that you choose, how you communicate them, the annotation of certain words, the pacing, the your your entire delivery of that concept to their brain is. all an effort for you to retain as much as that circle as possible so they get the exact idea that you're trying to communicate. Number four keep going. That's the text that's the text in the tweet keep going. It's it's this image it's almost like a a graph and there's even dashes there's even lines representing action. There's even lines representing action this is probably 80% of the chart then towards the end of the chart, it slowly starts to slope up and then it peaks and it's super high, right? So what we're looking at is a representation of, of someone creating a, a business, an idea, a, a brand in some way. And then there's text underneath this graph that points to a part where it's still even before it slopes up. And it, it points – there's an arrow that points to it and says this is pointless. This is pointless. And this is a representation of how many times do we hear how long it took for a YouTuber to have that that video that popped off or how long someone was um, writing until one of their books became a bestseller or how long someone was making videos in a certain way and then switched it up and then all of a sudden found their creator market fit. This is an example of that consistency and persistence of honing your creator market fit of iterating. This is another way to look at uh, that iteration graphic before, you know, all along that you're learning how to become a better communicator. You're learning who your audience is. You're learning what you want to say to them. You're it, it, you're taking all of this information and then you're applying it to each video that you make. And the crazy part is, and this is something that I talk about a lot, actually not a lot. I talk about with, with, with some buddies of mine. The fact that when you are making videos at the beginning of your career, or podcasts, or whatever you know, newsletters, it's actually a lot harder because you're you're learning your voice, you're learning what you want to say, you're learning technique. It's a lot harder, and you don't have the audience. But over time, over a hundred videos, two hundred videos, you get really good at that. So it takes less time. <laughs> you learn more about your audience, but the results are way better, right? So, like, you're working less and you're getting way more results. So it's like like this crazy, like, it kind of tricks your brain out a little bit because you're like, I'm not even working as much. It's easier. It feels like a layup every time I do an episode or, you know, I'm getting better at, like, presenting questions to guests on my shows, it's like, you know, at the beginning, like, I was nervous about each episode. I didn't know how to communicate my questions. I didn't know, you know, I, I, you know I'm know i still learning and trying to become better, but, like, now, I, I don't even need to prepare that much for these shows. I just hop on. You know, the episodes are... A lot better because I'm more experienced as a host, but it's not like I'm working harder that's one of my favorite things about being a creator. The time and effort that you put in it's all going towards it's all it it all goes towards something like even if it you don't get results in those early ones, you're becoming better at what you do so then it becomes easy and more effortless and you learn more about your audience it, 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 all of that all of it is intellectual capital that's compounding for your benefit, your process, the way you tell stories—so all of that—that that seems pointless. It's actually going towards something uh, that you can love. Like you can. Like it's, I'm telling you. Like it, I, I want to say a quote that I learned from someone recently. Uh, this guy was on a podcast, and he was like an expert in in fitness, uh, in the fitness world, and training and teaching nutrition and diet and and all, and all and 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 training regimens. To, for his clients. Now, the guy that was the, the host hit him with this question and said, what is the first thing that you would teach someone if you wanted to transform their their health for the better? Uh, and he said that, and he was thinking that he was going to give him like a, like a hack for the gym, a time to go to the gym, um, something that you should eat, how you should change your nutrition. And he said, the first thing that I would do if I wanted to set this person up for sustainable success in in, in his in, for for his his health and wellness for his fitness i would get him to fall in love with fitness i would figure out a way to get him to fall in love the process of of working on his fitness because if you fall in love with it if you find curiosity if you're excited about it you will overcome the lulls the the periods where you're not feeling so hot when when it's not as exciting for you you will, you will, if you fall in love with the process of doing it as coaches as teachers like that's what the podcast is all about that's what this podcast show is all about is getting to that point where people fall in love with the stories, the ideas, the opportunities, the just the the way I think a big thing is falling in love with the transformation that you're bringing your audience. You know each DM, each uh, response to your email, fall in love with the way that the things that you you create as a creator educator are affecting your audience, how they're impacting your audience in a positive way. And I think if you fall in love with that process all of the pointless stuff. All of that it's it's worth it. it, it it's worth it as you figure out who you want to be, how you want to show up, the type of content you want to create and it, exactly how you want to impact your audience. So all of that it, it's not pointless, it's all going towards something and and you have the ability to build something special. And, th- and this goes to this the next the, the next tweet and the fifth tweet in this breakdown. He says collect the dots, comma connect the dots. So on the left side, there's an image that is just, it's kind of circular and there's just dots. Dots with nothing really going on, just in the shape of a circle. And the word knowledge is underneath those dots. And on the right side is similar dots, but more. And there are lines connecting all of the dots. And the word underneath of that is experience. So knowledge is stagnant. Knowledge is, are just insights until you apply that knowledge. And then that becomes experience. And at the same time, you actually gain knowledge from experience. So you're connected. So you listen to this podcast you watch a youtube channel you have your experience in the field as as someone that has specific knowledge in, in a certain domain right the the actual doing of those things is how you connect those dots the the teaching or the doing so let's go back to the fi- uh, the fitness trainer right he has all this experience all this experience in this field he could have just read all the textbooks. The actual connecting of the dots is when he trains someone, when he works with people for on months end and he sees patterns and then he's able to take that information, those insights, and continue to teach, refine them to more people. And that's when more and more of those dots become connected. Then you become an actual beast at what you're doing because you're implementing the, the knowledge. So, like, There's a lot of different ways to do this, right? One, you, you can research one you can you can uh, then try to synthesize those ideas through writing and then from writing through teaching that's why i love doing this podcast so much and more specifically these solo episodes because this is an uh, uh, an opportunity to me meet- opportunity for me to take knowledge synthesize it in a way that that works for me and then communicate it to you and in that process I get an experience where I'm retaining the information even more and then you can take that 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 information and then you can synthesize it in a way that works for you in the process of making your course or or building your 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 newsletter or, or whatever whatever the route is for you as a creator you can take the the information from this podcast and then you put it in action as applied knowledge and then that's how it becomes an experience now, these are all my interpretations of this these these tweets. So you look at them and you take what I'm saying and then you can connect the dots in a way that's truer for you, that makes more sense for you. This is how I see them, this is how I perceive them. And and that's that's fine if it's a little different than than how they connect for you. That's why that's why honestly I love about Jack Butcher's tweets and, and because it's a simplified before and after. Each one you can tell, it's kind of like a before and after of an idea. Part one, part two. A lot of it is open to interpretation. Uh, how you know whatever your creative career path has looked like, like it, your interpretation of the meaning of these might be a little bit different. So take a look at those. Uh, sign up to the bonus footage email list. I will send this email out to everyone. And then if you sign up to the the other way to sign up to the email list is to sign up to uh the my my favorite resources for creators and I'll send this out in that first email to everyone that signs up to the list and I will put those links in the description yo but thank you so much for listening to this take that information apply that information and get that experience keep going improve how you communicate ideas to your audience knowing a lot of the the actual idea is not retained by the listener, focus, put the blinders on, learn how to say no, learn how to say no emphatically so you can say yes to you and then constantly be iterating, following your curiosity, creating new experiences. And as you're iterating continually, look at what you're doing and say, am I enjoying this? Is this format, should I test with a different format? Maybe audio is better for me. Maybe writing, maybe writing's my thing. Maybe I should, maybe a newsletter. Maybe it's a YouTube channel. Maybe I want to go traditional long form content on YouTube. Like you have to keep iterating your delivery style, what you want to teach, how you want to teach it. And if you figure out a way to fall in love with the transformation you're bringing your audience with your ideas, it will allow you to stay consistent It will allow you to keep showing up, and then in that process, you will find your creator market fit. Yo, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Creators Are Brands. Have a wonderful day.